Have you ever felt paralyzed by fear and failure? As recovering perfectionists, we know exactly how that feels. Once we realize that success is impossible to achieve without failure and that fear will always be present, we broke through barriers in our lives and never looked back. That discovery turned into a true passion to share that knowledge with as many people as possible and to help you shake it up and make a change. I'm Rachel Roth. And I'm Christina Martinez. And this is is The the Shake Up. Can you believe that we are here right now? No. Oh my gosh. I really can't. I can't either. I know. It's completely surreal. How long have we been planning our little podcast? It's been months. Honestly, months. Months of planning. We have had this idea. We've met and had brainstorms. And now we're finally here with our producer, Kevin. Hey, guys. Hi. And this guy over here is just giving us life right now. What are we calling this day? New issue day. It's new, new issue, issue day. day. My favorite days. His favorite so day. Exciting. Yes. And we are so excited to just teach y'all a little bit more about ourselves and pour ourselves into you. And today I am going to interview my dearest friend, Rachel. Yes, absolutely. So honestly, this show is not about us, but that being said, you need to know who we are and where we came from. So we figured that we would share our stories just this one time. Just and this one time. why we were inspired to do this podcast. Yes. So let's tell everybody how we met. Yep. Basically, we met online. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I Did you slide into my DMs or did I slide into yours? I have no idea. Okay. I feel like it was probably... No, it was me asking you. For sure, it was me asking you about rugs. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I bought a gorgeous oh, Ushak rug <laughs> from Ushak? Christina. <laughs> And that is how... This, that's how we met. Yes. that's That was the beginning of our love story. It was. <laughs> and we kind of... Imme- like, at first, we we're like internet friends. Right. And then we met in person. And yeah. I was like, really preggers oh, when well, we first okay. met in person. I yes. like... You delivered a... Uh, 9 by 12 or 10 by 14. I can't remember the size oh, of the rug, but it's huge. T- I thought you were going <laughs> to talk about the size of my baby. You're like, 9 by 12. I'm like, what? No. You delivered the most giant rug to my house yes. by yourself. Yes. And you were, I don't know, about to pop. Like pretty you much were about to pop. so pregnant. And Teddy was 9 pounds, like 3 ounces. Oh, my gosh. And you were down literally like cutting the <laughs> cutting the rug I'm pad like, underneath the rug, you're, like on your hands and knees, mm-hmm. getting everything straightened out and perfect. Yeah. And Derek and I were looking at you like, oh, my gosh, <sighs> are you okay? I was like, like I've can got we it. please help you? <laughs> yeah. Please. And I brought you turkey. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, Rachel posted on Instagram. If you don't follow Rachel, she just is hilarious. She tells everybody how much she loves this turkey. It's very specific. Boar's head, maple glazed <laughs> turkey. You don't understand. If you've never had it, go to your go. Go to your grocery store and if they carry Boar's head, you have to try this turkey. But you guys, you have to make sure it's shaved to a one. <laughs> I totally forgot. You brought me three pounds of turkey. <laughs> yeah, because I live near the HEB, which is the local grocery store in Texas, and Rachel doesn't. So mm-hmm. I just was like, this is my this is my hostess gift. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's how we met. And literally, you stole my heart from that day forward. <laughs> All the girl needs is some cold cuts. That's exactly right. My family consumed every bite of that three pounds of turkey. I'm so glad. Oh my gosh. So we met, we we did the rug thing, mm-hmm. and then we we randomly started, you know, no. I woke up in the middle of the night. I tend to do this sometimes at midnight and had this epiphany. Well, we had continued 
becoming friends because yes, from that right. point forward we <clears throat> would like message each other back and forth with audio text messages mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like 20 times back and forth in one night yeah we would and we would just be like laughing hysterically correct yeah. yes i would be like i can't breathe mm-hmm. and yeah <laughs> yes. crying crying laughing yes, yes. yes and then we were like what what is that i didn't even know at that point I was okay like, she's cool so the night before christina called me about this idea mm-hmm. my husband and i were sitting in outside by by the pool it was before it was like you know 150 degrees in texas Mm -hmm. in the gazebo it was under the gazebo (laughs) we're sitting (laughs) i wasn't even favorite little spot (laughs) Derek brings his speaker and plays his favorite music which you know i don't always like all of it but it's okay um and we're like talking and we're just sitting out there talking and i was talking about Mm -hmm. what am i passionate about Mm -hmm. what what am i gonna do next like what is the next thing that's going to just sort of like inspire passion in my life because I need something that drives me forward at all times a new goal a new purpose a new something that I'm going for right and so he's getting nervous and he's like oh my gosh like I literally remember his face and he's like uh like how do we figure this out like you're not going to go off the deep end are you and I'm like like, are we going to quit our jobs (laughs) Listen, I'm just talking. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm going to figure it out, babe. Like, don't worry. I'm going to figure it out. We went to bed so much later than normal that night. It was Mm -hmm. like almost midnight that Mm -hmm. we went to bed and we kind of had this great talk for literally like two and a half hours. That's good. And then the next morning Mm -hmm. I wake up. To me pitching a podcast. (laughs) I wait. Okay. So I have this epiphany in the middle of the night and you know, I'm I'm a spiritual person. I'm praying about this. I'm like, God, like, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. I'm not really a podcast person. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, actually this isn't for you. It's for Rachel. (laughs) I was like, Rachel who? No, just kidding. (laughs) Rachel, Rachel Roth. And so I pitch her in the morning to do this podcast so I had had this crazy morning because we had just gotten home from out of town mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like, Hey, I saw those messages you sent me and yeah. I can't, I can't listen to them right now, but I'll listen to them later. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon before I ever listened to the messages. Like, and I oh was God, she hates it. sort of feeling <laughs> uninspired at the moment. I was feeling a little bit, it just, just tired and I don't know, just uninspired. And so I'm I I decided that what would make me feel better was to get out of my workout clothes and do my hair and makeup. Oh, so I was doing my hair and makeup, which is often when I catch up on my audio messages Mm -hmm. and I'm listening to your message. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about the night before Derek and I had been having this heart to heart about Derek's my husband, by the way, duh, I'm sure you've put it together by now, but like, (laughs) but you know, we're having this heart to heart about what am I going to, what's my next passion project? What am I going to do? And then I hit play on your messages and I'm doing my hair and makeup, which was pointless. I think I'd already done my hair. And so I'm doing my makeup and literally my entire body is like hot flashes, cold chills. <laughs> like, and then the next thing I know, I'm like, I have like tears streaming I down know. my face because I'm listening to your messages. Yeah. You literally wrote like the entire intro well. that, that you thought of and in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like sobbing, crying, going, oh my gosh, this is it. And I'm the type of person. So she calls me and whenever I hear someone crying, I immediately start crying. I'm like, I don't know what we're crying about, but I'm, I'm all for it. And that is how it started. Yeah. And I'm, I feel so thankful that this 
little podcast, whatever it ends up being, has brought us together as friends because you're an amazing force in my life and I love you. You are an amazing force in my life and you inspire me and make me better in every way. Aww. I just love it. It's the best combo. Yes. So Rachel and I are both a little type A. We're, we're, we're number threes. Our Enneagrams are number threes. Mm-hmm. And um, so what do you think? What do you think your your greatest weakness is that as a as a three or a type A that... Me too, by the way. It's funny. It's you're a three? three you're a three? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, this is why we click so <laughs> yeah. well. No, it don't yeah. make sense. Because I'm over here like, boom, boom, boom. And so is Rachel. And so is our producer, Kevin. So like, what is what is your greatest weakness that you actually feel like can be an asset in your life as a type A? Oh, man. Like, I know for me, like I was saying it earlier, is that I always want to call the shots. So I have to like pull back sometimes and, and like read read the room a little bit. Mm. Like, what do you think? So I don't call the shots you don't. when when I'm in a room full of strangers. Well, that's in, probably smart. In my family, or mm-hmm. not a room full of strangers, but like a room full of people that is not my husband and children. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, don't boss them call around. the shots. Yeah. I just sort of like, I, I, I observe and I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's smart. I think that part of my biggest downfall and biggest asset is that I never can like truly turn it off. Mm. Like my brain and the drive, mm. the drive like never goes away. You're, not, you're a hamster. I you're, am a hamster. Yes. It, it, yes. And it's like I'm always, I just, I, one idea leads to another and another and another. And yes. this book leads to this book and then yeah. this book. And it's like, it's just this constant quest. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's what drives me. Because when I feel stagnant in my life is when I, it's almost like I get like, what is my purpose? Yeah. Like right. I get that, like, like, like depressed and in. like, yeah. yeah, yeah, heavy. And so I need, I need that drive. So your story is really interesting. Uh, obviously you came from corporate America, as did I. Mm-hmm. We kicked that to the curb real quick. When was the moment that you wanted to, decided to shake it up in your life and in your career? When was that, when was that moment, that pivotal moment? Oh, I remember it vividly. Like the <laughs> moment. So I had been working in corporate America for my entire career. Mm -hmm. And when my husband and I got married, I remember looking at him and saying, don't you dare ask me to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, don't you dare. I am a producer and I am going (laughs) to work and I'm a career woman until the moment I got pregnant. Uh And then I literally looked at him and was like, don't make me go back I can't leave that was my that was exactly what I I told I talked a big game yeah and then you hold that baby in your hand and you're like well I didn't even I just was pregnant at that time you knew oh I I knew at that moment but that was not my my journey that was not my path so I I got pregnant and we had built a life Mm -hmm. that was very much reliant upon two incomes sure yeah. We, because I told him, I'm yeah. like, hey, listen, yeah. like, I'm a career woman. Don't yeah. you worry about me. Yeah. I got I'm you gonna, covered. Yes. I'm going to produce. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when all of a sudden I, d- I made this decision, you know, whatever, I'm going to, I want to, I want to quit my job and stay home with my baby. He goes, <laughs> and you know, I had heard all Liar. these stories. <laughs> I, I had heard all these stories about, you know, friends of mine who, had the same conversation with their husbands, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna quit my job and stay home with the baby. Mm. And then magically, they never went back, right? Yeah, and I yeah. thought, oh, this is totally going to be, this is going to be 
me. Yeah. Like I'm going to totally trick him into letting me stay home. Eric right? calls that the good old bait and switch. <laughs> Eric's my husband. He says that about me a lot because I did the same thing. He's like yeah. the old bait and switch, the old rope-a-dope. Right. <laughs> like yeah. for real. So yeah. many people feel that way. Well, I decided that I was going to stay home, right? We had savings. Yeah, sure. We had savings. We're yeah. going to do it. You'll so I stayed home with this baby went for eight months. Mm-hmm. And after eight months, my husband came to me and said, hey, uh, babe, um, so I've been looking at the budget and um, I think that we need to make some decisions in our life. Mm-hmm. So we either need to change some things, change some circumstances, or you have to go back to work, blah, blah, blah. And we just have some obligations. And I kind of looked at things and I thought, okay, I guess this is just life. Like, yeah. I guess that life is just that I am going to have to go back to work and it was the best eight months of my life being home with my baby. Sure. And I just was in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I guess this is what I have to do. Yeah. I'm going to go back to work and I'm going to work um, until I retire. <laughs> Forever. At, at which point <laughs> I hope that we have saved enough money and put it into retirement that it will last us until we die. <laughs> yeah. What a wonderful really forecast yeah. for my future. Yes. I mean, literally, yeah. I was like, this is the most depressing thing ever. And I just mm-hmm. kept thinking, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. Mm-hmm. I ended up going back into the the workforce and getting a job, which happened to be one of the worst jobs that I've ever had mm. in my entire life. And so not only was I now leaving my baby, but yeah. I, you, hated you know, it. yeah. Yeah. But I just can continue, you know, you kind of convince yourself when you're in a situation. Okay, I guess this is just, I just got to keep it's going. Just life. I guess this is just, this is life, life. This is you life. know. Yeah. 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 Until I realized that, no, this is not life. And you can actually change your circumstances. Yes, you can. And so I, um, I was going, 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 doing my thing. And I, the moment I found out that I was pregnant with baby number two, mm-hmm. that was actually the moment. So my, my son was 18 months old. And now I found out that I was pregnant with baby number two. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, that was the breakthrough moment for me that that everything came crashing down around me. And I said, no. No more. I will not leave another baby. Mm. Um, the company that I was with at the time did not even offer no. um, like maternity, maternity leave. leave. So I didn't even, I didn't even have an option. I, I, I was just, just floored. I did yeah. not know what I was going to do or how I was going to do it. But that was the moment for me that I started desperately seeking another option. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Honestly, sometimes you have to feel that void in your life to get to the point where you do want to change your circumstances. Um, I don't think it's sometimes. I think it's all every the time. single. I time. think it's every single time. That's <laughs> what you. It has to be a moment where, mm-hmm. yes, yes, your desire to change your circumstances is bigger than your fear. No, absolutely, and that is the kicker. Yeah. Absolutely. So how does your life look different now, now that you've decided to go out on your own compared to when you were working, you know, countless hours at this job that you supposedly did not love? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it is a completely different life for a long time. I felt guilt. Like I was, um, I felt like I needed to call my boss Mm. who I no longer had. Like Mm. I felt like I needed to call this imaginary boss and tell him that I wasn't coming into work today. Interesting. It was like a phantom (laughs) boss. Phantom boss. (laughs) It was like I had amputated an arm and I could still feel it, you know, and I didn't know how, how to, how to do it. It was strange. Yeah, I know. It was so strange. Being your own boss is tough. It's bizarre. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Um, but my life now looks completely different. And the way that I describe it is now I get to do what I want, Mm -hmm. when I want with who I want. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is the freedom of 
being on my on my own um, is having having the freedom to call those shots, having the opportunity to make those decisions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I want to be with my kids today? Do I want to be with my family today? Do mm-hmm. I have do I have to work today? What does that look like, and how can I balance all of it? Right. Yeah. And there's always a to do list. It's not. I mean, if I if I decide that I just want to take a day off and be with the fam you and can. do all of that, I absolutely can. But yeah. I'm go. I do have responsibilities that I'm going to have to take care of tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it's going to be now double responsibilities because there's things I have to do. But I have the freedom to make those decisions, and that is what totally changed my my perspective hey, you, on all of life. Yeah, you were yeah. able to shift your mindset. So. People might not know this, but uh, Rachel and her husband, they work together. So you both obviously had successful corporate careers. How has your relationship with Derek changed now that you work together? Yeah. Because your partner's in life and then your partner's in the workforce. Right. Which is super weird. Yeah, but you guys are so cute. Well, you know, it's so funny. I remember growing up, my mom, I'm one of four girls, Mm -hmm. and my mom would say to us, just get to be friends with that guy because we'd come home right we'd have a crush on a guy Mm -hmm. and she would always say oh my gosh get to know him as a friend first that's good advice become friends oh yeah that's great advice for an adult (laughs) wait i gotta kevin were you friends with your wifey first definitely you were yeah wow we're friends in college and then we worked together elise elise Mm. see that's where we met eli's when we both we all worked together at uh, clear channel Wow. And Eli is our mutual friend that, that connected, that introduced Kevin and I. So um, I can't yes, say. Yes, we were friends first. Eric and I were not friends first. You weren't. No, I'll tell you that story another time. But no, it was like love at first sight. And oh, then, my. But we're friends now. Yeah. And we're married. It's a well, good, good count. <laughs> right. I know. I hope, I hope you're no, friends actually, now. Actually, no, yeah. we're just. <laughs> anyway, back to you and Derek. Yes. So my mom always, and I was, yes, that is great advice it for is. somebody who's mature, but somebody who's in, <laughs> yes, junior high or yeah. high school or whatever, yeah. getting that advice from their mother. Sure. I was like, gross, mom. Like, I don't want to be friends with them. I want, I want to, to kiss this I want boy. to make out with them. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is not, I'm not interested in being their friend, you know? And um, Derek and I actually became really good friends. Mm-hmm. Totally platonic first. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, and, and so, okay, so how was our relationship changed? But that was really the foundation. So for the first time in my entire life, <laughs> I took my mom's advice yeah. on that. And now you're happily and became, married. Yes, became really, really good friends with the guy before we got into a relationship. And mm-hmm. that has honestly been the foundation for our marriage and, and for being able to, to run a business together because sure. we have so much fun together. You do. <laughs> because we are truly best friends. You are. And, and that then you can was tell the, your kids that. Be like, it works. Be it friends first. It actually works. <laughs> like, we are living proof. And hopefully they will see they will see us, you know, and, and our relationship and, oh, and they mirror will. that. So, yep. So our, our, our relationship is definitely different. I mean, we work together. So now there's all sorts of things that, that – there's sometimes there's arguments. I mean, I know that everybody oh, will be shocked course. to hear that in a marriage there are sometimes, you know, there's sometimes conflict. But mm-hmm. uh, yes, occasionally we have differing opinions on things and mm-hmm. there's stress, but uh, the foundation is is there and it's been amazing. I, it seems like from an outside perspective, you guys definitely build each other up. Mm-hmm. Like you support each other's dreams mm-hmm. and you're very, you're very silly. Like whenever I'm with them, you guys, like we're just always like almost in tears. Yes. Like they're a bunch of goofballs yes. over there. And I do think that's a success for marriage, but also for a really good corporate career. Like, you know, if you work in corporate America, if you don't like your coworkers, yeah. 
it's just not going to work out. Right. I mean, straight up. Like, if your boss, if your boss sucks, mm-hmm. it's it's time to leave. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that it's good that that you have that dynamic. So you and Derek obviously are working together. You're coaching people. You're you're teaching people every day how to change their circumstances, mm-hmm. right? So what is the biggest thing that you have them focus on first? You know, the biggest thing that people have to focus on is, and it's it sounds a little bit cliche. No. But people have to understand why they want to change their circumstances. Like, yeah. what is their why? Mm-hmm. What do they really, really want? Mm-hmm. Um, and then ask themselves what is standing in the way of actually achieving that. So the biggest mistake that we see is that when people start the process of changing their circumstances, they make it financial. Oh, and they say, I get that. Yeah. They say, okay, I just, if I could just pay my bills and not have to worry about the dollar amount in my bank account, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is all I want. And that's what they, yes. Well, isn't it sad that as, you know, in corporate America and in America in general, we are primarily driven by finances. I mean, you have to be. For sure. You have to be. So- if somebody is taking the leap of faith to leave their per, their current position, then they they have to look at their their bottom line and their budget, especially if they're the breadwinner. Oh, for sure. So, if if it's not just finances, what else what else is there that you find that's driving someone? Yeah, yeah. You've got to dig deeper because yeah. the truth is is that when you reach that number, it's not going to be enough for you. Oh, I heard a stat. It was like if you make seventy thousand dollars a year or whatever a million. There's the same level of happiness. Yep. I and, totally believe and that. And I mean, I believe that mm-hmm. for sure. Like money does not buy happiness. So if your goal is for like the mansion, mm-hmm. you need you need to change that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Those are not the things that are going to fulfill you. No. The things that are going to f- fulfill you is what does that represent? Mm-hmm. You have to dig deeper and understand what does that dollar amount represent to you? Right. For me, it was so crystal clear. Mm-hmm. What that represented was for me, I was going to be able to be available to my children. Mm-hmm. I was going to be able to be available to my husband, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, mentally, not so exhausted at the end of a work day or work week, right? Yeah. And with the the Sunday blues and mm-hmm. the Sunday scaries, the Sunday right? Scaries. On, yeah. They're on, real. At, they really are. And mm-hmm. for it actually was years, years before we shook those. Yeah. We would look at each other on a Sunday night and be like, oh my gosh, I, I still like have the hauntings of, of the anxiety oh, yeah. of starting the day tomorrow. Well, like Eric still works. Like Eric works at Microsoft. Right. I see a shift like from Friday night, all day Saturday, and then we go to church and then some like in the afternoon, mm-hmm. his tone changes. Yeah. And when you work for yourself, like I'm not going to lie, it kind of feels like every day is a little bit of a vacation right? because you're in control of your own destiny. Yeah. Kevin, how long have you been working for yourself? Um, between three and four years. I'm not sure, probably three and a half years. I yeah. don't know exactly. It's yeah. weird. Well, yeah, because it feels flies. like a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Plus with COVID and everything, it feels like we lost a oh, year. Oh, you know? yeah. That's weird. so true. Um, so I think but that... It's funny, but every day... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. Um, Every day feels a little like a vacation, but also every day feels a little bit like a work day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You even never if, can turn it off. Yeah. Even if you're on actual vacation, it's and still... And because we're all threes, it means that we especially can't turn it off. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. No, you cannot turn yeah, it off. People can. blow me up all day long, and yeah. I feel the immediate need to respond, or I'm a horrible person. Same here. And, yeah. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. 
So I think there's there's something to be said about finding that balance as well. For sure. When you're working for yourself and when you're you're accomplishing what you want in your own company. Yeah. So there's four things that we yeah, usually have when, when when we're coaching somebody on how to become, because that's what we do now full time is we coach people on how to build a successful business from mm-hmm. home. Sure. And so how do you do that? And we basically coach them through this process of what, why, when, and how. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Why do you want it? Mm-hmm. You know, so, okay, you want it. And I will tell you, mm-hmm. when I started my journey, mm-hmm. what did I want? I, I knew that I wanted to stay home with my kids, but like, what did I need to achieve? I came up with a bare bones bare bones number that I needed to hit. Oh, and yeah, it was, yeah, yeah $3,342 a wow. month. Yeah. $3,342 a month. If I do this, it's okay. That was I. That was what I needed to hit to pay like my um, my portion of the bills. Mm-hmm. And when I told Derek that number, he laughed and he said, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> it's really that you sweet. Think that, like, that you think that that is the number that's going to you know allow you to retire. Yeah. But for some reason in my mind, that was the number that I, I went through our budget. You know, this and is so what we need to survive. This is what we need <laughs> me to bring in on a monthly basis in order for us to survive. We and might so, be eating <laughs> beans and rice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, oh, that's fantastic. We're going to live a tent in a tent in the backyard. <laughs> We're going to have no running water, no electricity, but you're going to be home with the Kids. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's the what. So that what? The yes. What. And then why do you want it, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you want it? Attach it to something bigger than just finances. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, when I hit $3,342 a month, <laughs> I promise you that was not like the pinnacle for me. I wasn't like, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I mean, kind of I was because I knew that that was one goal. But but that it wasn't the end point for right, me, right? Sure. And so it yeah. had to be attached to something bigger. Mm-hmm. And so when do you want it by is another huge one. And for yes. me, it was the biggest gift that I ever had in my life. And I tell every person who's willing to listen to me, I tell them that I had a goal mm-hmm. and I had a deadline. I found out I was pregnant and mm-hmm. that's when I came up with this goal. Mm-hmm. $3,342 a month and I knew that I had nine months to achieve it. Well, I knew. I'll piggyback on that because there's two things. One, what my mentor, her name's Allison Lolly. If you yeah. live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'm sure you've heard of her. She's like a legend. And she had me create a one-year, a three-year, and a five-year goal for myself and my own business. Yeah. But we started at five and worked backwards because for that reason like you can always see the bigger picture yeah so I think when you're defining the when you can look large scale further out and mm-hmm. then pluck it back to whatever the nine months out from when your baby boy was born or whatever right. the case is so and you know it forces you to look at things differently yeah because when you have a deadline mm-hmm. a Tuesday is not a Tuesday it's not just like a no. random Tuesday and you decide you know what I'm just going to do it tomorrow mm-hmm. that Tuesday is no longer a Tuesday you only have five Tuesdays left Ooh. before that deadline is here, right. right? And I knew, like, he was coming. And yeah. literally, don't ask me much more because I could burst into tears right now because Aww. it's still so like heavy. fresh in my heart, that mm-hmm. feeling of, of, of desire to change my life and to do everything I could. And so it was every single moment, every single pocket of time that I could find because I still I built a business on the side while I was still working full-time in corporate America yeah I had oh, an, I didn't know that oh you oh, did yeah. both you I, hustled I built my entire business while I was working full-time in corporate America yeah I was I had an 18 month old baby at home I was hustle. pregnant and Derek was traveling full-time for his job mm. so during the week I was the only available parent mm-hmm. and that is when I decided to start my own business right on a paper perfect time. right I know I just it was <laughs> yes I I yeah 
on paper, I should have failed miserably. But you didn't. Do not underestimate the desire of a mm-hmm. mother <laughs> who wants to be available to Honestly. her children. Yeah. Who, I mean, we will do anything. And so I was first trimester, second trimester, just exhausted. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it I didn't matter because that Tuesday represented that Wednesday, that Thursday, it represented something for me that I knew this deadline was coming and whether I was ready or not, that baby was coming. Yeah. And if I didn't have myself situated, Mm -hmm. I was going to have to leave him and go back to a job. I know. Like, Yes. Well, the same thing for me. So real quick, Eric and I, I remember we were sitting, we were talking and he's like, I want you to do this. I want you to pursue it, but let's set a timeline. It was six months. He was like one client, six months. You bet I did it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not leaving my baby with someone else to raise them. No way, no way, no way. Yeah. Now, I understand that. Every, you know, this is an outlier situation. And sometimes we have to help have, have child care. By the way, my kids oh, are with I, did. I do. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, my kids are with I, yeah. the, the girl who watches them right now. But, like, you know, in that moment, I, I set a timeline. I set my when. Mm-hmm. And I went there and got it. Because I think without a deadline, it became a little loosey-goosey. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and w- you know, humans are just notorious for pushing things off. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know what? It's notorious. fine. It's fine. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it tomorrow. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. And so the final part of it is how. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. You've got to come up with a plan on how to execute it. And if you don't know how to execute it, I promise you somebody else does. Yeah. And so you find somebody who can help pave the way for you. I love um, that. I love that. Yeah. And uh, would you recommend to anyone that's listening, would you put this on paper? You know, do you do you sketch it out? What what are we – can we brand this? <laughs> Rachel Roth's Guide to Success. Yes. What, why, when, and how. That's right. Yeah. 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 But I mean, for sure, if you put it down on paper, that was the biggest thing for me is that I got our, I literally printed off our bank statements Mm. and had a highlighter in my hand. And I eliminated every extra cost. You know, how much are we spending on eating out? This I mean, is honestly. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I was just horrified. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this could be cut out immediately. You know, yeah. this, this, this alone could help me stay home, you know? Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. so cutting all that out. So getting things down on paper and having it tangible. Mm-hmm. Most people, when I ask them that question, they have no idea, mm-hmm. no idea what the goal is that they're even shooting for. They don't right. even know. They just know what they want. But they have no idea, kind of like an actual tangible to go after. Sure. You know what I'm going to do? Because I'm so type A. I'm going to take your steps and put it in a little worksheet. And we're going to put it on our website. And you can download it. I love it. So you can go to our website, theshakeuppodcast.com. And you can download Rachel's what are we calling this? We need to brand it. But you can download this guide to success. Yes. Honestly. I love it. And fill in the blanks. So... Do you think that there is anything else that you want to share other than your what, why, when, how process? What do you want to leave? What do you want to leave our listeners with today? You know, I think a lot of people look at success and uh, in other people. They Mm -hmm. look at how they want to change their circumstances. They look at other people who have broken out of a situation Mm -hmm. who have whatever, maybe they want to quit their job and they look at me and they say, well, she quit her job, but it was different for her. Mm -hmm. It was, it was different. She had this going for her. She had whatever, right? And it's easy to do that. There is nothing different between you Mm -hmm. and the person that is succeeding at a very high level. Right. The only thing that is separating you 
and them is that they made the decision to pursue it and pursue it consistently every single day until they achieved it. I did not give myself an option to not Achieve make it happen. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't, right? Yeah. And so I, I just don't want, it, I don't allow anybody to mm-hmm. make excuses or to say that they can't do it because, mm-hmm. because there is so much opportunity. We live in the United States of America. Yeah, there is seriously. every opportunity on the planet mm-hmm. right here at our fingertips but people don't know how they, to harness that and they give it they give up too yeah. fast yeah they give up too fast I they walk away before their labor has has actually come to fruition yeah until it's bared fruit yeah and i think that's a good lesson for everybody and rachel i mean honestly I would be so blessed if I had you in my, you know, like now, yes, but like in my 20s where I really didn't even know which way was up to, mm-hmm. to have someone like you in my life. So if you have someone like Rachel in your life, reach out to them. Don't be afraid to do it. They, I'm sure they have a, they have that on their minds to, to share and um, have it on their hearts to help you. And if not, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. And we're here to provide you with the tools to be successful and uh, accomplish your dreams. Yeah. And you know, the biggest tip that I learned from John Maxwell, mm. who is is an amazing author. Love He's him. written so many books, but he has had a habit his entire life, and he talks about this openly all the time, is that every single person who is at a, a level of success in their life, he peppers them with questions until it's like almost uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> tell me how you did this. Tell me how you did this. Oh my gosh. Like, tell me how you did this. And, and he asks them so many questions because he knows that he can learn from absolutely everybody. Mm-hmm. And so getting myself to the place where I am always a student mm-hmm. and I am truly trying to learn from every single person mm-hmm. um, has had a huge impact on my life because I, I'm always open and hungry and ready to learn from people who have succeeded more or differently than I have. And, and that only makes me better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you can create more meaningful relationships like that too. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening. We are so thankful that you joined us here on our first podcast. So please give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on theshakeup.podcast. That's our Instagram handle, theshakeup.podcast dot podcast and then our personal and business accounts so rachel you want to give it a go (laughs) yes i'm at rachel underscore r underscore roth Mm -hmm. on instagram and tiktok oh tiktok yeah good for you Mm -hmm. and i am palindrome underscore home sorry for the underscores again thank you for listening to the shake up and we'll talk to you soon